Hi, it's Dustin Lanier. Thanks for listening. Please find me on LinkedIn for original public sector operations content every week. And please reach out to me if I and my team of procurement professionals at Civic Initiatives can help you be a public procurement change agent. Good afternoon, folks. Can I get a hello? Hello. (laughs) So they asked me to talk about how we talk about the profession and when I was talking to these folks about like coming and speaking to you guys, I was telling them about the speeches that I normally do. I talk about recruiting into procurement and making procurement be strategic. And they said, how about an icebreaker keynote? And I said, cool. And I said, what's that? <laughs> and they said, uh, get people talking to each other. I was like, so it's an un-keynote. And they said, basically, I'm like, okay, well, let's make that happen. So I put this together for you guys. It's new, and if you like it, then that's great. And if not, it was them. But I think you're going to like it because mimosas. Louisiana hits a little different. So uh, I like the mimosa table in the middle of the day. Good job, guys. Okay, so first we're going to do a little um, a little game. You guys know the game Taboo? Yes. So the name on the top is something that you're supposed to talk about, but you're not supposed to use the words in the card. So I want you guys... We'll put like five, seven minutes on, depending on how the conversation goes. Talk to somebody else on your table that maybe doesn't know your path intimately and tell them about how your path to procurement. How did you come into procurement? And you can't use those words. Go. The people on the stage need to play too. How'd you get into procurement? How did I get into procurement? I fell into it. Ah, that's on the card. You can't use that word. <laughs> How cool is that? It chose me. It chose me. I like that. I like that. I mean, who actually chooses it? I think I think you can. I chose. I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Okay, team. There's more. There's more networking. There's more networking. So bring your eyes back up to me. So did any? Was that hard for anybody? Not not saying the words. Did people normally use those words, though? I was talking to your president, and she couldn't see the card. And her first sentence was, I fell into it. So that's very common when we talk about our path into procurement. Here's one thing I want to put on the table in terms of like why we need to think about those kind of words in terms of how it affects how we talk about what we do. Why do our words to ourselves matter about what we do in procurement? Here's an article from Psychology Today where... They were, uh, this particular person was talking about this NBA recruit that got to the NBA and for a long period of time just flat forgot how to shoot. And the topic of that one was self-handicapping, being careful about not selling yourself short when you talk about what you do and really being proud of what you do and being able to talk about it in a way that it, it elicits interest from people who maybe aren't in your space all the time. So selling ourselves short or self-handicapping is a behavior that relates to confidence that limits our effectiveness and the respect we get from others. So the words that we say to ourselves matter. Here's some uh, from Tony Dungy, former coach. Be positive. Your mind is more powerful than you think. What is down in the well comes up in the bucket. And fill yourself with positive things. So really thinking about how you talk about what you do really affects your ability to then present that to other people. So another big issue that we have in public procurement is that there's uh, 
a lot of lingo, right? A lot of micro jargon that we have to do in order to do this job. And we talk to each other a lot, right? I mean, we're in this room, we're talking procurement, we're talking with other people. And this particular article from uh, Harvard Business Review was talking about, does your office have a jargon problem? And basically saying, sometimes we can get so in our own language that then when we're communicating with people that are not us, then it's hard to talk about what we do and it's hard to build that connection to people on what we do. So in this article they said, jargon thrives in workplaces because it fulfills a number of fundamental needs, including efficient and accurate communication. And their example was air traffic controllers. You know, when they're talking and when they're doing their job, they're using Alpha Bravo uh, Z kind of things because that's the language of it. But we have to recognize that procurement has a lot of jargon that then sometimes can make it very challenging to talk to people who aren't already in procurement about being in procurement. Here's a different article from uh, Journal of Language and Social Psychology where they were doing a review of the effect of scientific type reports on being able to have people who want to consume our information and realizing that our jargon and our language can shut out average people, average consumers of information. So overly technical language doesn't just muddy the waters for non-scientists, it potentially shuts them out from scientific discussion and knowledge. In this case, this was around um, scientific papers. But it's saying the way that we talk and the way that we can speak about procurement in our particular case can affect whether people who aren't already in procurement can understand and talk and care about what we do. Now we're gonna play, we're gonna use this game card for the first time. You're gonna find five choices and a sixth choice, which is a lucky six. You're gonna roll the dice. And so somebody on the table might read the card, read the same question more than once using one of the, the prompts. And if you get a six, then you have to yell lucky six, and then you get to pick what you want. And if I don't hear a couple of lucky sixes, then, then y'all are a bunch of liars and you need to walk over to the uh, golden nugget and work on it there. So we're on the orange side of the card. You guys have one dice on the table. You get about 10 minutes. If you don't have a card or something's broken with the card, please raise your hand and I'll make sure that you, you get it. Lucky sixes, I love it. 